You know, he often being smart is a big deal and one of the greatest sources of wisdom we often think in our society today is found on bumper stickers. Here's a few. The gene pool could use a little chlorine. Another one found on a bumper. It said, forget world peace. Use your turn signal. Here's another one. Change is inevitable, except when you're using a vending machine. Here's one. Tests ensure that prayer will always be in public schools. I guess that's not funny. All right. I thought it was funny. I didn't fight my way to the top of the food chain to be a vegetarian. Amen to that. I'm not, I'm not going that way. Okay. It's as bad. Here's, I love this one. It's as bad as you think. And they are out to get you. <laughs> here's one. I took an IQ test and the results were negative. Consciousness. Defining consciousness. Consciousness. Is that annoying time between my naps? Here's one. Be nice to your kids. They'll choose your nursing home. Now, this is one of my favorite. There are three kinds of people. Those who can count and those who can't. Ever stop to think and forget to start again? Last one, diplomacy is the art of saying, nice doggy, nice doggy, until you can find a rock. Is that what diplomacy is? Wow. I want to talk about this idea of limitless wisdom. See, the actual truth is, is that whenever we use a word like eternity or forever or limitless, we go, what? We really struggle with it in our mind, do we not? Uh, God has put eternity in their hearts, except no one can find out the work of God. The work that God does from the beginning to the end. It's just too big. Just the idea is too big. Uh, the size of the visible universe. I was looking at that the other day, just reading about how big the universe is. You don't know how big it is? According to the scientists, I got nothing. You know, I get a tape measure out, but really. Size of the visible universe is 46.508 billion light years across the bubble. So if you imagine what we can see is like a bubble from where we stand, 46.508, so that means half of it's about 23, right? That's the observable universe, and that's based upon the Sloan Digital Sky Survey and the Planck. But the universe is believed to possibly curve back on itself, and so it goes on forever by curving back on itself, or at least that's one of the theories. But they say that the part that we see is so indistinguishable from whatever might be the curved part that if it does do that, then the universe must be 250 times larger than that, which means it must be at least 23 trillion light years in diameter 
and over 15 million times larger than what we can see. The problem is, is that after they got through telling me all that, they said, and it may be even bigger. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, how big is that? You know, I mean, it's like none of that made sense to me. It's just like, it's out there. And then there's the other end of the spectrum. So we go big and it's just too big for me. And then, but then we go small. Well, certainly you get small enough. We can figure that out. Well, the Heisenberg uncertainty principle from 1927, the physicist Werner Heisenberg, he basically said this for any, and this is true, and I can prove it, but we don't have time. It actually is true. For any given instance of time, the position and momentum of an electron or another subatomic particle cannot both be exactly determined in that a state where one of them has a definite value score, uh, corresponds to a what they call a superpositioning of many states. What that basically means is this. The closer you get to figuring out where an electron is, the more certain you don't know. In fact, it appears to be in all the possible states simultaneously. Now, how can that be? So the closer you get to exactitude, the further you are from it. That's kind of weird. (laughs) So basically, as big as you go, I can't get there. As small as I go, I can't get there. It doesn't fit into my head. It's the word unsearchable. Unsearchable means not searchable or not lending itself to research or exploration. It's not to be understood by searching. It's hidden. It's unfathomable. It's a mystery. In fact, what it says is basically this. Uh, Science, education, no matter what man does, cannot give us wisdom. It's unsearchable. There are times that we don't know and we'll never learn something. That's because we're human, but, but others will learn some things that we will never learn. That's stated like in Mark 4, 27, when he's talking about a seed sprouting and all. And then it says the man that's doing that, that's the farmer, he does not know how it happens. Somebody may one day know how it happened. Maybe somebody out there knows how it happens now. But that doesn't mean everybody knows everything that other people know. Even some of the stuff you're working with. And there are things that we don't know and no one can ever figure it out. Job 28 is a really good text. When I was praying a while ago, I was actually referencing that in my head. You should read Job 28. But basically, it's the idea, no matter how hard you really tried to mine for God's wisdom, you're not getting it. If you think you're going to school or you're studying or whatever, and that's where you get wisdom, you are incorrect. You get earthly wisdom cleverness but you do not get God's wisdom that way you can't Job 5 verse 9 who does great things talking about God and unsearchable without number now if you just heard what I said a minute ago that's not a make believe statement it is without number upward and downward no matter how far you go Psalm 145 verse 3 his greatness is unsearchable how big is God well He's bigger than the universe he made. So how big is that? 
Isaiah 40, verse 28, his understanding is unsearchable. What God understands, you will never know. Wow. You, you'll never be that smart. Not even in the next iteration. You're not going to be that smart. But now then, then that makes me ask this question because I'm talking about limitless wisdom, right? Is, is limitless wisdom possible for a limited being like us? And the answer is yes. Yes, it is. The saved already have eternal life. If you're saved today, you already have eternal life. That's limitless. You're already experiencing it. So it's possible to have something and have it in a limitless form and yet not be able to fully appreciate it at the moment. So we want to look at three ways to have limitless wisdom, okay? That's the lesson today. Did it change? Yeah, it did. Okay, I couldn't tell. Number one, limitless wisdom comes from God's gift. Uh, limitless wisdom comes from God just giving us wisdom. That's Proverbs 2 and verse 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. That's where real wisdom comes from. So he just gives it to us. Uh, limitless wisdom comes from God's giving us teaching. So it isn't just he directly downloads it, but he also gives it to us through his teaching of us. Proverbs 4 and verse 11, I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I've led you in right paths. So God has taught us. He also teaches us through our personal experiences. Limitless wisdom comes from God just giving an answer to prayer. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, Paul's actually praying in that text. And he says, he's praying that the Father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom. Colossians 1 verse 9, again, he's praying there. He says, and I do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom. So pray for it. James 1 in verse 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally. So he doesn't just give you wisdom. He gives it liberal, this unending limitless type of wisdom. So there's a way to have limitless wisdom and it comes from God's gift. That's the first lesson. Second lesson. Limitless wisdom comes from God's growth that he gives you. Uh, limitless wisdom comes from growth, first and foremost, in God's own word. Second Timothy three fifteen, Paul's talking about Timothy and he says, and that from a child you have known the Holy scriptures, and they're still holy, even though some people don't treat them that way. The holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So if you're saved today, it was the wisdom that God gave you through his word that gave you salvation. It's limitless wisdom comes from growth in God's spirit. So we grow in his word, but we also grow in his spirit. We are not as full when we start as we can become. First Corinthians 2 verse 13. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things to 
with spiritual. And God does work through us all the time, helping us greatly to become wiser. But this is about spiritual matters. This is not about how to make a million dollars. This is about spiritual matters. Okay? Spiritual matters. And you can do that by comparing spiritual with spiritual, and God does that through His Spirit. Also, limitless wisdom comes from growth in God's walk. What He has designated for us to do with our life. How we're supposed to walk. How we're supposed to behave. Ephesians 5 and verse 15 says, Walk circumspectly. That's a great word. Not as fools, but as wise. So pay attention. God's working with you. Colossians 4 verse 5. It says, walk in wisdom. That means that it's not enough for God to download wisdom into you. You have to actually begin to use it, what he's given you, for you really begin to understand it. You really just don't get it until you do it, right? Uh, James 3 verse 17. The wisdom... There is a wisdom of this earth that's earthly. It's devilish, it's sensual, it's divisive, it's partial, it's mean, it's impure, it's clever, it'll beat you in a business deal. I mean, it's all those things. But the wisdom that is from above is, first of all, pure. So it is a life that is living according to the calling of God. And it's not enough just to read it, but as it changes you, you know that you're attaining and growing in this limitless wisdom. So a way that limitless wisdom comes from God is through the growth in the process of you living for Him. Number three, limitless wisdom comes to us from God's grace. You see, limitless wisdom comes from knowing God's grace in Christ and how he was crucified for us all. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning in verse 22, it says this, Jesus, uh, the Jews, request a sign. That means they wanted a miracle, they wanted some power, something powerful to happen, right? Some dunamos, some kind of miracle thing. Jews request a sign of power. And the Greeks seek after wisdom, but they sought the wrong kind of wisdom, okay? So the Jews are seeking the wrong source of power, and the Greeks are seeking the wrong kind of wisdom. He says, so the Jews seek a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, that's a stumbling block. And to the Greeks, that's foolishness. If you don't think that that's exactly the way the world feels about what we believe, just think on it a minute and it'll come to you. Verse 24, he goes on to say, But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, that's you and me. Both Jews and Greeks, that's you and me. Christ is the power of God and he is the wisdom of God. And now listen to this statement, verse 25, Because the foolishness of God, if you could ever say, that God was foolish about something, which is a ridiculous comment. But if you would ever say that God was foolish about something, God's foolishness is wiser than men. And if God was ever weak about anything, if you could ever say that God was weak about something, the weakness of God is stronger than men. Where was God's foolishness and where was God's weakness when Christ suffered and 
bled, and died. He was weak. No, he wasn't. He was strong. And was he foolish? No, he wasn't. He just saved us all. So it just comes across to people wrongly. But limitless wisdom comes from understanding what he did. And limitless wisdom comes to not only understanding what Christ did in the cross, but it, it's knowing God's grace uh, and by knowing Christ himself. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse 3, it says, in him. He's talking about in the Father, but then it says, and in the Son, Christ Jesus, in verse 2. It says, in whom are hidden. In other words, if, if you really begin to understand Christ, in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom. You want to be wise? Study Christ. Study what he did. Study how he did it, how he thought, how he spoke. So limitless wisdom comes from knowing God's grace, not only on the cross, but limitless wisdom comes from knowing the grace expressed in the knowledge of Christ. And then limitless wisdom comes from knowing the riches of God's grace for all the world. I want to talk about that next week, but I want to talk about it just a little bit right here, okay? We read a moment ago in Romans 11. That was a great reading, verses 28 through 33. You should read that over and over again. And we talk a lot about that entire text, Lord willing, next week if I live to see it. Verse 33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable. It goes back to the statement. You can search all you want through earthly means. You will never figure God out. Ain't happening. You won't understand his wisdom. There is a source and it is him. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 8 through 11 says, The grace, this unsearchable riches of Christ, verse 10 says, is the manifold wisdom of God. That's the multi-layered wisdom of God. When you begin to get grace underneath, you really begin to understand grace. You see it as the manifold wisdom of God. You start going, what, 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 more, what, more, more, there's more. And you just keep going, what, there's more to that? How could there be more? There's more to it. How much more? I don't know. I haven't seen the top or the bottom of it. It just keeps. And so he says that it's the manifold wisdom of God. And it, and, but it is our duty as the church, he says, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. To the principalities and powers. It's our job to the best of our ability to explain this infinite wisdom that's expressed in the grace of God. That's our job. Ephesians 2 verse 7 says, in the ages to come, it's so great. Now listen to this. It's the, the manifold wisdom of God is so great that we're not going to be able to express it in this age. It's never going to happen. But in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. So you'll begin to catch it as time goes on. So a way to limitless wisdom, knowing that it comes from God, is knowing that it's expressed particularly in the grace of God. So that's the lesson today. That's it. It comes from God's gift directly from him. It comes from God's growth as he develops us. And it comes from God's grace as we begin to realize what God has done for us. And that's a process. It takes a while. Some of us were saved long ago before we actually understood grace. A child asked this question, what does God do all day long? And the answer is, if we base it upon what we allow God to do, 
Not much. And what we give him credit for? Not much. Will we allow God to lead us into limitless wisdom? That's our choice, isn't it? Now, back during the war, the Allies issued this Potsdam ultimatum. The Japanese emperor said he wanted to give in, but his warlord said, no, let's answer them with a particular word. They wanted to delay the announcement. It's makusatsu, and it meant several things. It meant, for one thing, to ignore. It also meant possibly to refrain from a comment, uh, needing time maybe to weigh it all out. So the press took the most negative view of that and interpreted it to ignore the ultimatum. Here's the thing. We're dealing with war. Why in the world would you be unclear? They were unclear. So, so what I'm trying to say, this was really, this was serious business, and it was poor communication, it was poor judgment, and it was a poor interpretation. Why did the press immediately go to, we're not listening? Why, why did the Japanese not be more clear? If that's what they meant, they should have been clearer. They had language that would have been clearer. So what I'm trying to suggest to you is, it's foolish when you're in such a serious matter to do what they were doing. Everybody was acting foolishly. It should have been more carefully handled. But you know that's what we do, don't we? We sometimes don't act very wise, do we? Sometimes we display in our explosions limitless foolishness. That's preacher uh, Harry Ironside. His father... This is a story about his father. There's no picture of him. His father lay dying of uh, terrible disease. But he's having in his head, he just kept running this, this thing in Acts chapter 10 through his head. I don't know why. But he just kept, he kept talking about the vision of the sheet that Peter saw, right? Over and over again. He had that in his head and he was quoting the scripture. And, in fact, he said a great sheet and wild beast and, 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 he, and he knew the scriptures and he just keeps, he's only 27 years old, but he's, he, his son that was up there was like two at the time. And he just keeps saying this. He's laying on his deathbed and he's saying a, a great sheet and wild beast and, and, and a, a, a great sheet and, and, and wild beast and, and a, a great sheet and wild beast and, and, and. And so it seemed like he couldn't think of the next word. So a friend of his who was there visiting with him, he said, John, it says creeping things. And he answered, oh, yes, that is how I got in. Just a poor, good for nothing, creeping thing. But I got in, saved by grace. I've been made clean, saved by grace. So allow God's limitless wisdom. To help you to know that limitless wisdom comes from just his gift. It comes from his working in your life and giving you growth. And it comes by his grace. So receive limitless wisdom by receiving limitless grace this morning. And that is a simple response. There's nothing you can do to inherit eternal life by accomplishment. But you can receive by his agreement. If in faith you believe that Jesus Christ is the risen Lord 
and you're willing to die to who you are and confess Him and repent and become different, then we're willing to baptize you today and God promises eternal life, salvation for all. Who would do what you would do? Will you receive it right now as we stand and as we sing?